With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Love Talk Radio. Boy, this is waiting for me to call in. Hello? Oh, shoot. It says it's waiting for me to call in. I don't know what happened. Are you guys there? I'm here. Yeah. Okay, you know what? Could somebody go and check? It says it's not on. It says the show is on but not streaming, and I'm not sure. Can anybody check from their website yeah, to make I'm sure just, it's on? Uh, refreshing the page right now. Okay, we've never had this happen before. So before this is welcome to the neighborhood. We're just uh, checking in to see if uh, we have. Um, uh, any technical issues before we get going here? Uh, can, did anybody? <laughs> show is on but not streaming. I honestly don't know what that means. Okay. Are you I'm guys? Ryan, yeah. hear us? Ryan, I'm, is it I'm, on here? You know, I'm getting that uh, there's an advertisement that plays, so that's kind of what I'm listening to right now. Okay, let's see if it pops up. If not, I'll dial in again. We'll just all have okay. to dial in again. And let's yeah, just keep Lots talking in case anybody is listening right now. We don't. Sure, I don't, sure. I don't know why it is saying that to us. It's never done that before. Is it coming up at all, Ryan? Mm, it's buffering. Okay, buffering. Let's see if it's buffering. What's it doing? And uh, we have four guests, actually five uh, people will be on the show, including me. Uh, we have Jason Marcus, we have Alphonse Fulgeri, we have Ryan Gooden, and we will have Dan Lundo when she dials in. So um, is it buffering so it's on, or do, I need, do we need to just reconnect and start all over? Ryan's in Chicago, so he's... Uh, I'm here. Can you hear me okay now? I can hear you, but can you hear us on the radio? Is it is it is it coming out on the on the radio? It is uh, still buffering. Okay. You know what I think we better do really quickly? Why don't sure. I go out, come back in, we all dial back in, and we just start start all over. Oh, How's that sound? So, sounds great, Mildred. Okay, great, thanks. Bye. Okay. Uh, okay, guys. I, I says we're calling back into a live show. It still says show is on, but not streaming. So. Yeah. yeah I, technical difficulties here. Um, it, and um, so it's not coming through on your end either. Yeah, it just keeps. Yeah, it's just buffering, and and really all I should have to do is just hit that play button, right? Okay, now it says on live now, 55 minutes remaining. Okay, so we should be okay. All right. Uh, I have a 516-225 number. Who is that? Is that Ben? Oh, that's Al. Okay. All right. Okay, so we're all in. We're going to start all over again, folks. This is Mildred Tassoni, and this is Welcome to the Neighborhood NY.com. And um, we had a few technical difficulties, um, but that's okay. We've got them resolved right now. 
So uh, what I'd like to do is that we have uh, three uh, guests on right now, and here's a four, 419. Hi, 419, who are you? Okay, somebody's here, and I'm, I'm not sure who it is. Um, okay. That's me, Mildred. So we got you on two lines here? Yeah, the other one just got me on the 491. Okay, so I'm going to unhook out. Okay, yeah. this is interesting. <laughs> yeah, I will <laughs> Yeah. Okay, we're going to drop that caller, and here we go. Because you can have Blog Talk Radio is a free uh, uh, community-based uh, uh, talk radio that broadcasts over the Internet. And um, you have a switchboard. I was going to talk a little bit about this anyway. You have a switchboard. So you not only what you can have up to five people call in, and and I really think it's uh, a great medium. Uh, there's a lot of opportunities for groups and people, uh, businesses to to use this. Uh, the reason uh, I started Welcome to the Neighborhood NY.com was this summer we were doing some open houses. We had three new houses in a row, and people right by a railroad. People would walk by and they watched. Everything being built. They watched the land being cleared, the houses going up from scratch. And so once they were done, they wanted to, you know, I knew there were people that weren't looking for a house. We were doing the open houses. They weren't really looking for a house, but I thought, let them come in. They were, you know, wanted to see what, it, what, what had been built. So, and so I just would say, you know, come on in, take a look. And then they'd say, look, we're not looking. I said, that's fine, come on in. And then at the time, because I'm involved in Clickus, uh, which is our fabric arts group, we um, were running a clothing drive. And so uh, for a children's clothing and baby paraphernalia, uh, children's strollers, that kind of thing, drive. But I didn't want to mix it too much with I'm um, supposed to be representing the house, so I didn't want to go off track there, wear too many hats. So that's when I said, you know what we need is a welcome to the neighborhood. So the people who are here can meet the new people moving in and the businesses moving in can get to know the neighborhood. So that's how this whole thing started. Then it would be, well, that's the welcome to the neighborhood NY.com. And then um, at the beginning of December, some uh, somebody sent me an email about blog talk radio. So jumped in with that and thought this is perfect. It's a way that people can connect um, because we all wear business hats, we all live in a community, we all have community events and it's really very difficult to, with all the information avenues, it's very difficult to really get to know everybody and um, to really uh, find out what's going on and keep what's, what's going uh, up to date. And, and meet each other. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Excuse me. So that's that's how this started. And so today, what we're going to do, of course, we're a little off schedule, but that's all right. Um, what I want to do is we're going to have the first ten minutes or so. Jason um, Marcus of Continental Home Loans will give us an update on uh, real estate mortgage news. Then we're going to have Alphonse. So Fulgeri, who's a financial services professional and agent for New York Life Insurance Company, um, <clears throat> talks some about insurance, but also he's quite involved in community events. So we'll talk about some uh, food bank uh, activities he's, he's been involved in and some of his upcoming things. Then um, we will have uh, Jan Mundo is going to dial in around 10.30. She's a somatic, somatic and headache coach. Um, so she talks about preventing headaches uh, with natural methods. We have Ryan Gooden of Diligent Brands out of Chicago who works with small and mid-sized businesses. So, He'll talk a little bit about he what he does, and then we'll go into a discussion the last 25 minutes or so, depending on how this all goes, um, about Facebook, about social media, about, um, I thought I'd talk a little bit about 
your basic database for small business or community events, because it's the same thing, whether you're running a community clothing drive or you're running your small business, it's the same principle. So anyway, Jason, if you would like, and welcome all of you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, hi, everyone. Uh, Jason, you want to start off? You've got about 10 minutes. Um, I, I would like you to speak just again about that 15, uh, the, eight, the tax credit. Not a problem, Mildred. Yeah, yeah, good. Okay. Um, pretty interesting week in the world of uh, mortgages. Uh, the roller coaster ride continues with interest rates as we go up and down. Um, seems like it's kind of been as volatile as it's been um, just so investors um, can take the ride to obviously earn more money. Uh, rates were creeping up over the last week up until the very tail end. I mean, we jumped probably almost a quarter of a percent, um, which looked like rates were going to continue to rise. Then at the very tail end of this week, um, rates came back down mostly because of a couple things. The first thing that I want to talk about is the modification plan, where basically um, in the legislation that just came out, they basically um, came out with a program where they're planning on trying to help those people that are on the verge of foreclosure to modify mortgages. seems like the plan's going to be Interest rate gets dropped down to 2% for five years. Then after that fifth year, it'll jump back up to 5%, but then stay fixed for the rest of the life of the loan. We're still trying to, uh, you know, walk through the exact technical game plan in this. This is just kind of like the overall view. So in following weeks, as I speak on this program, when we get a little bit more details on that, I'll be able to let you guys know the exact criteria by which people are going to wind up falling into this particular program. Hopefully that it'll wind up helping, um, you know, millions of people. One of the things that was also released was fourth quarter foreclosures um, nationwide where I think it, um, it popped just over 11%. So nationally um, the government knows that the two major things that need to be addressed right now are jobs and foreclosures, and it looks like they're really, really pressing to um, do whatever it's going to take to make this start flowing in the right direction because, as we all know, it just seems like it's the never-ending black hole when it comes down to what's going on in the economy. So I'll keep you guys posted on what winds up going on with that, but once again, rates have uh, gotten themselves into a pretty favorable position. Now, what Mildred first mentioned, which is the tax credit, um, last year, 2008, was a $7,500 tax credit, which needed to be paid back over the course of 15 years. They made an adjustment for 2009 where they were like, okay, anybody that's a first-time homebuyer who hasn't owned a house since 2004, as long as um, a married couple doesn't exceed $150,000 or a single individual buying doesn't exceed $75,000 of income on an annual basis, you will get an $8,000 um, credit from the government, which is basically just them handing you free money come tax time. Anybody that exceeds those numbers, it'll be a sliding scale down. You won't get all $8,000, but you'll still get a handsome check, which should entice a lot of people come the springtime to uh, get off that fence, jump in, and start buying. Low interest rates, low prices of houses, tax credit, um, it really is, it, they've put us in a position where this has really become an ideal time to buy. Hopefully uh, consumer confidence starts to grow and the economy turns around with all the legislation that's been coming out to help people, and that will kind of get us moving again because most of us know that when it comes down to the economy turning around, it all starts with the housing market. It's what got us pretty much into this mess, and that's what's going to get us out of this mess. So hopefully we're going to get a lot of those folks that have been sidelined um, jumping back into the market to buy. Um, also on the investment end, the Dow is at 50% of what it was under a year ago. Um, this has got to entice people to start putting money back into the stock market. When they start to see a little bit of a positive rally, 
you're going to see a huge influx of money, I believe, back into the stock market, and we're going to go on a crazy run because right now, just like houses, um, stocks also, they're trading at such a ridiculously low level that investors right now are licking their chops on both sides of the fence waiting for any sort of glimmering light to start investing again to turn this thing around. Um, hopefully, we've gotten to the point where we're starting to hit bottom. Most people feel that this year is going to continue to um, go down. I'm kind of um, a glass half full type of guy. I'm really hoping that um, the legislation that comes at, that came out and the efforts put forth by the government is going to spawn the spark that we're going to need to get us going in the right direction. Now, one of the biggest fears on why the last week, week and a half, has been increasing interest rates and a lot of funds coming out of both sides, uh, the Dow and uh, the bond market and mortgage-backed securities, is the fear that the government doesn't have enough funds to support all these um, different programs based on this legislation that came out, which scared the heck out of a whole lot of people, um, foreign investors as much as, um, you know, people in our country that are investing, and it seemed like a lot of money got sidelined. As things kind of unfold, it seems like investors are getting a little bit more comfortable, so we'll see what winds up happening, but that's pretty much where we're at right now. Um, I have a question about um, housing appraisals, um, and I don't know, uh, it seems to me that that's sort of the wild card in the whole equation of the buying process at this point, um, as far as um, pricing, uh, how, you know, people always want to price their house higher. So you, you almost, to argue, you know, they just uh, think it's worth more. You know, they want more. And so how to price it right and are the appraisals coming in, uh, how is it, you know, it just seems like it's so, it's such a moving target. You used to be able to say, okay, three months, six months, even, you know, um, but could you just comment, do you have any thoughts on, on that at all as far as the appraisal amounts that you've been seeing coming in? Well, it's funny that you mentioned appraisals because that really was a big thing uh, this week in most mortgage banks, including myself. Um, first, let me talk about what the changes have been made in regards to um, appraisals overall. Um, mortgage brokers out there are continuing to get squeezed um, and basically are on the verge of elimination with all the new rules that have come into play, one of which is most of the banks that have been um, taking in their wholesale money through brokers um, have eliminated um, that avenue, making it very difficult at this point in time for brokers to get fine, uh, to be able to finance loans and get them squeezed out. Another rule that came into effect is they themselves now, mortgage brokers, cannot order appraisals directly, so it has to go through the bank, meaning less control by the broker themselves. Now, we also on the banking side um, have gotten a lot of changes also because as of April 1st, Loan originators and mortgage planners like myself are no longer allowed to communicate with appraisers directly. So I, if let's just say I am off by $5,000 on appraisal where I could call up the appraisal and ask them, listen, run more comps, do whatever you got, you know, what needs to be done. Can you find me some more value, new kitchen, new bath, something? I can't have those conversations. Now appraisers have to be on a bank list, and it's a round robin on how they wind up getting picked. Like, I can't directly say I want to utilize this particular appraisal, um, or appraiser, rather. What happens is it just goes into a pool, and it gets picked up by whoever's turn it is. So it's going to be a lot tougher in the banking world for us to utilize people that, are more com like that we're more comfortable with, which is going to probably lead to more problems on the appraisal side. The appraisers are right now the group of people in the industry that are under the microscope. So you're going to wind up seeing a lot more um, or a stricter approach at appraising things. And what's mm -hmm. killing us is 
foreclosures because when they're starting to comp things on values based on sales, based on foreclosures, as all of us know, that's going to drag down the values of the houses that we're trying to get appraised that aren't in that situation. So even though right now I have not been finding that many issues in the appraisal world because prices have dropped so considerably faster than, um, let's say, the market has been at, what's going to wind up going on is we're going to see more and more issues, which is going to put realtors in a position that they are forced to price these houses right. Because right now we're still in an issue or we still have issues in um, real estate agents going out there and just to get listings ridiculously pricing houses that are completely out of whack on where more, uh, market is. And as we get um, closer to making these deals, appraisals are going to cause a lot of renegotiations amongst deals, which is going to slow up our process. So um, I'm glad you mentioned appraisals so we can kind of get that out to the public so that way they're informed on what to look for. It'll probably help out buyers to a degree because naturally they're going to wind up buying houses um, and the renegotiation will drop down um, any out-of-whack pricing. But mm -hmm. I have a bad feeling coming uh, through the course of this summer that we're going to run into a lot more appraisal issues than we're used to seeing. Yeah, that seems to me to be the, you know, like an engineer's report. There's only so much that can be. You know, it's almost pretty obvious. And uh, especially here on Long Island, you know, the houses have turned over enough that, uh, you know, it, 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 it's less of a, a variable. But the appraisal, that, that seems to be the, uh, the wild card in all this at this point. Um, okay, well, thank you very much. Um, now, uh, and Jason, you'll jump in as we go along here. Um, now, Al uh, Pilgeri, uh financial services professional agent for New York Life, um, will, he's got a couple of things that he'd like to talk about to start off with. There you go, Al. Yes, thank you very much. Yeah, I just wanted to share a couple of things. I had three client appointments this week that um, I think was important to share to other people. The first one is I met with a gentleman. He was 25 years old. He had just recently bought his own home locally in uh, Suffolk County. And uh, you know, we met with them, and obviously most people, when they hear New York Life Insurance Company, just assume it's life insurance, but it's not. And I do a free consultation visit. So I spoke with them. Even though he's working, doesn't contribute any money to his 401k, has not even opened up an IRA. And I explained to him, obviously, at his age, now's a great opportunity because the stock market, as low as it is, he's got many, many years before he can retire. I told him it's a good time. He refused because his parents and his grandparents have been panicky with the stock market and they bailed out. And I guess all the negative stuff he's heard, he thought, bad opportunity now to invest in the market. But ironically, earlier in the conversation, he had mentioned to me he just purchased a new car, a GM. And... Um, it looks very nice. I forget it was an SUV, and I forget which model it was. But anyhow, I commented to him, why did you buy that? The brand new car. He said, well, the prices are very cheap on these right now. And he said, with the cheap prices of gas, it was a great opportunity to buy the SUV. So I commented. I said, well, makes sense, right? You bought the SUV because gas prices are down, and because, obviously, with GM financial problems, the vehicles are very cheap. I said, so it makes sense you want to buy things at the lowest price. I said, so why don't you think about investing in the stock market now for that same reason that you bought the vehicle? And actually that got him thinking, wow, it makes sense. Right now is probably a great opportunity to invest in the market. So fortunately, I did get him to put money to his 401k at work, and we opened up an IRA for him. Because, I mean, if you have many years to retire, right now is a great opportunity to be in the stock market. But unfortunately, with the negative news that everybody hears, a lot of people don't want to do that. And unfortunately, they're going to probably wait until the market goes back up. And, you know, obviously, you don't want to be buying at the highest point. You want to be buying at the lowest point. So that worked out good for him because I know at age 25, you've got many years to retire. This is going to be great for him. And then another client I met with, again, he was also very upset with the stock market because he had about a million dollars in investments at, well, at the height right now, unfortunately. He was considerably down. And um, he was very upset because he felt that anything happens to him, his wife who's staying home mom with three kids, you know, now wouldn't get that million dollars they put aside. And obviously we discussed the life insurance, but, you know, obviously that would protect his family. 
I also told them we should consider rolling that money over into a variable annuity. And there are additional fees on variable annuity, but it's mutual funds and it's wrapped with, with a life insurance policy. And I explained to him that every year on the anniversary date, it locks in the market value of his investments and it keeps in the highest one. So I explained to him that you know, a year or two years from now when the market goes very high and his investments are worth a million dollars, it locks in the value of a million dollars. And then that way, in, say, years from now, the market goes back down if it should happen. I told him that it keeps in the highest market value so that protects his family. So again, he never heard of variable annuities. He didn't understand that it had a life insurance policy wrapped up with mutual funds that protects the highest market value. So again, another good thing for him. And then the last client I just met with recently, again, she was interested in life insurance, but I explained to her, because we do a financial needs analysis, I review everything. And um, a couple of times she had canceled appointments because her parents were in the maybe mid-70s, late-70s, both had kind of physical problems, and she was taking care of them. She's 55 years old, and she's retired. So obviously that got me talking also about long-term care insurance for her because it was a genetic problem. She said not only her parents, but also had affected grandparents. And uh, unfortunately, her brother and sister didn't want to get involved with taking care of her parents. She did all the work herself. And I explained to her that, you know, maybe she should consider doing it for herself because she had two daughters. Something happens to her, that same burden is going to be placed on the daughters. So fortunately, she is interested in that policy, and we're going to be writing it up for her too. So there's a lot of things out there that a lot of people don't consider, don't even too knowledgeable about, but I do a free financial consultation visit so we can discuss all these things and see what falls in and what might help somebody. So, And then the other thing, too, that Mildred brought up with me is about the uh, Island Harvest Food Drives. I actually do them, and I'm going to be doing one. I think it's going to be March 20th, uh, Friday. And um, I do these on my own. I go to the King Cullen up on Jericho Turnpike, right by Dublin Pub, and I speak to the manager, and he lets me do my own food drives. I collect the food, and I just drop it off Island Harvest. They're located in Mineola. So, because I'm sure everybody is too, just very concerned about how many people on Long Island are suffering, that they don't even have enough food to feed their families. So I'm going to schedule to do one approximately once a month. And like I said, I'm doing it on my own. I just drop the food to Island Harvest. And then also now, I've contacted Long Island Care because they need people to work the food pantries. And I told them that when there's a need, they can contact me too because I do get a lot of pleasure in helping people, I mean, especially on Long Island that you know we have a lot of people who can't even feed their families. And actually, I met somebody just recently who has a friend that's going through that type of financial problem too, and unfortunately now he's homeless. And um, I'm going to do a food drive for him also. I told him I would do it for him also help and support him, his wife, and his three kids. So I'll keep everybody notified when I do it, but I have one. I haven't spoke to the uh, supermarket just yet. I just put it on my calendar that I want to do one uh, in two weeks on a Friday. During my work time, I'm just going to go out there and collect food for like an hour or two. And like I said, every little bit, I did one just recently at New York Life. I collected about 55 pounds worth of food, and I was grateful that uh, everybody was so generous at work. And, I dropped that off, so I'll keep everybody in a loop about when the uh, next food drives. Okay. Um, oh, Al, so that's good. So I think the first part, your insurance and your annuity, we'll put your contact and your email up there so people can email it. Cause it's, you know, first, to, to listen to it is just to give you a big picture. There are some other options and things that you should be thinking about. And um, so we'll have that link on welcome to the neighborhoodny.com. I've got it under blog talk radio. Um, as far as the uh, food drives, one thing I like uh, about when you you discussed how you just went in and asked them, and they were able. They said sure. Um, so if you have an idea, so maybe even if the first people don't say sure. Go to the next place or come up with ideas. People want to connect, and that's one thing that uh, that we feel we're all involved in. Uh, like I said, we have business hats and we have community hats. Um, what I would like to mention at this point, I've got a few community announcements. Um, first of all, the race chat 
Racetrack Chaplaincy of America, New York division, um, is here in Elmont, New York, and um, they're doing, they have, what they do is called Boxes of Love, and they give out non-perishable cereals, rice, soup, canned vegetables, and Alan and I are going to talk about, maybe we do it, it goes to them. They're a 501C. Um, they're doing one Easter week. I'm going to give you the phone number in a minute. They're also collecting air mattresses um, because the racetrack workers, the backstretch workers, they go from different racetracks throughout the season as the races move um, from here to Saratoga, Aqueduct, um, and they're collecting air mattresses. So if you're thinking of throwing away an air mattress, we they can take it, and that way when people arrive there, they have air mattresses because you can't be, you know, moving these around, a mattress around, but an air mattress you can. And um, so that's something, especially realtors or people moving or you're cleaning out your closets, if you have one, let me give you the number. It's 516-488-6000, and the extension is 4066. And that will be up on the website as well um, so that you can, if you have food you want to donate, you want to help give out the boxes, or if you have ear mattresses. So um, two other quick notes is uh, the Doe's Fashion Show in New Hyde Park. Uh, a good friend of mine is a fundraiser uh, for them. And it's the New Hyde Park Elks Club on March 17th. And you can call 718. 831-1554, and that again is up there on the website. Um, so let's now, uh, Jan hasn't called in yet, so Ryan, let's, uh, you and I chat, or all of us chat, why don't you give us a little idea of what you do, and then we'll start our discussion on uh, small business and community uh, marketing. Sure, sure. Thanks a lot, Mildred. <clears throat> um, I'm Ryan Gooden, president of Diligent Brands, and uh, we're a marketing agency out of Chicago. Um, and primarily our focus is on working with small businesses. Uh, small businesses, we feel, are very, very tied to their communities, um, you know, very much responsible on a grassroots level for employing local people <laughs> and uh, making jobs and opportunities. Um, and, uh, you know, I've always been involved in small businesses. Diligent Brands itself is a small business. Um, <clears throat> so primarily our focus is on, on working with these groups, um, these businesses, to promote themselves uh, in a cost-effective manner uh, that produces uh, a return on their investment. Um, <clears throat> and uh, the way that I met Mildred was, uh, you know, through a Craigslist ad. Her and I were talking about how to... Uh, how to promote ourselves online a little bit better and get uh, get the word out, whether it be about a community issue or a business-related issue. And she actually introduced me to Blog Talk, and uh, this is my first foray on Blog Talk here, and I already think it's absolutely brilliant because uh, we're able to actually communicate to a much larger audience here as we are right now. And uh, Mildred, I don't believe that there's any cost involved with this. Is that correct? No, this is the uh, Blog Talk Radio. Anybody can sign uh, sign up for a show um, and uh, just schedule it and get going. So yeah. it really is uh, uh, it really is a good idea. I, I think it's great. They have other plans where you can purchase your own branded network, a small business, and also a larger. Uh, you know, like uh, Women's Day uh, has their own branded network. But for a community group or a business, um, there's a certain amount of work that goes into it, but uh, it definitely, it's great. And you can have up to five callers. Um, and uh, I'd like, Jan, I see you dialed in. We were letting Ryan just go a little bit first, give a little bit overview of his business. Uh, so, Ryan, if you don't mind, I'll have Jan talk, uh, introduce her. You there, Jan? Sure. Yes, hello. Yeah, okay. Just wanted to make sure. You showed up on my switchboard, but I wanted to make sure. Um, so, uh, Jan Mundo is a somatic and headache coach. And, Jan, if you'll just uh, give a little bit idea of your business 
And then we'll all start talking about uh, we've been using Facebook and uh, what we think about that and how we're starting to use different different uh, social mediums uh, as well. So, uh, Jan, there you go. Oh, okay. I work with headaches and migraines. It started about 40 years ago when I developed, I know that makes me sound really old, I developed this hands-on therapy where I could actually feel the sensations of a headache on the head and would subtly manipulate them and move them out. And I was doing that. I became a headache magnet, and I was doing that on people who just showed up. (laughs) I'd be somewhere, and somebody would exclaim what a headache they had. It didn't matter where I was. So I did that. I got lots of practice, and I also had my mom had had migraines. I had them. And I didn't even really know I had them, but I just would work on myself when I got them. And so I got a lot of experience over about 21 years and then took it to the next level and became a certified massage therapist and studied various body-mind therapies, which is basically what somatics is um, with some more depth to it, and um, put those things together in a body-mind program where I could teach people how through various things, just making small shifts in their everyday life where they could learn how to see what was causing their headaches uh, with the coaching that they were receiving and then be able to prevent them. And then if they did get a headache, how to relieve it in the moment. So it's it's a program, and I work with people over time. I work with individuals and with groups. And I, too, am just beginning to explore the whole – I guess I'm a little late to the party for some. I'm a little early for others, but I – um, explore, I'm exploring the social networking thing. And I've, taught, I've worked with people, like I said, individually. I've worked through medical settings uh, and through various body-mind centers. I've been in New York about three and a half years, and a lot of my practice was located in Northern California and Berkeley in the Bay Area. So, but you're in Manhattan now, right? I am, yeah. yes. And I've published things online. I have a blog a new blog called The Headache Coach, and that's at WordPress. And okay. I have a, a big website. And so I people find out about me that way and through this medium and um, through word of mouth. And I'm exploring the body-mind centers in the city here, connected with medical centers that I'm looking at. Okay. What we'll do is have your information. I have some of it up, but I don't think I have all your links. But we'll have everybody's, excuse me, email links and website links, and make it easy for folks to to get in touch with you. Um, so, well, it's 10:37. So we have you know about uh, 20 minutes to go into. Uh, how we've been using. Uh, Jan, Ryan, and I have uh, put up pages on LinkedIn. Let's start off with LinkedIn. Um, uh, not LinkedIn, Facebook, sorry. Um, and because Facebook, they've created something, uh, you can now have a page for business, uh, we put those up. And so we had those up, and they turn around and we had they changed it on Thursday, so it's kind of a moving target, which makes it interesting. Um, Jan, I don't what know. What did they change? They changed the layout. They changed the whole layout like of it. The, the format looks like the the standard page, your your profile page now. <laughs> right, 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 and where it didn't before. So, and they are going to be changing the. Um, the le- the ho- I keep wanting to say home page, but the uh, profile page. They're going to change the layout of that. They're working on that. Um, Al, I know you were going to put a page up. Did you have a chance to do that yet? Well, actually, I did it on LinkedIn already, and uh-huh. Facebook is the next one. Yeah, okay. So um, we'll talk about LinkedIn just in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. See, so that's it. Just pick one and start. Now, Jan, her LinkedIn she really put a lot of information in hers, more than I had in mine. And um, because it takes a certain amount of time to get the content ready. Um, but I think the advantage of Facebook uh, and LinkedIn, if you're not uh, experienced in writing, if you're, you, know, you really don't like to write maybe, 
you can get your information up there quickly and easily. Um, but so so I think just add add a few sentences here, add something, work on it every day without spending so much time. Um, uh, do you have any other suggestions that as you are jumping in for like now Jason Jason is up there. I don't know if you have a page yet. You have your personal pro profile. Are you planning on putting a page up there, Jason, for your business, or are you going to keep it quick, strictly your social network? Uh, I'll probably uh, get around to putting a page up there. Uh, right now, we're just kind of been focused on just working on our regular website. Um, my particular team at Continental, we're just about ready to launch. Um, so that's the first focus. I will probably um, – it's been pretty chaotic in the work world uh, for myself since uh, this kind of refinance boom has been going on, um, and a lot of people are starting to uh, get off the fence for purchases, so time's limited. But, yeah, trust in the fact that I will inevitably get around to it. Yeah, and, and I think the pages, um, I think they've really made a difference. Now, one thing is I'm trying to, here's the difference between a page and a group. So if you're wondering if you should create a group or a page, if you own the right to a group, uh, an entity, whether it's, um, in my example, click it, um, is a fabric arts group. So I did a page because I am the co-founder and have agreement with my other co-founder um, to put up the page. So anything I put up there, I have the right to. If you're talking about uh, green, uh, green Realty, uh, that's one group. There's um, uh, Keller Williams groups. If you don't actually own the right to a particular topic, but you want to put something up there, then you create a group. Um, so, wouldn't you say that's right, Ryan? I mean, the the difference. Well, have you looked yeah. At let's make a distinction here because you are you are talking about Facebook at this point, correct? Or correct, right, right. Yes, yeah. Well, I would, uh, yeah, I would agree with that. Um, and you know, to be honest, I mean, I'm still trying to, you know, I'm still on the line between it being a, you know, my own personal page, you know. And uh, and also utilizing it for business, and I think I'm starting to become a little bit more savvy as to how to utilize it for business. Because I would say between LinkedIn and Facebook, uh, LinkedIn is certainly uh, has more of a you know professional uh, bend to it, I think. And I would I would mm -hmm. imagine that most of the users on on LinkedIn probably see it the same way. However, Facebook has this wonderful viral nature to it, and the fact that you can literally have thousands of people that can, uh, you know, become a fan of one of your your pages that you put up for business. And I see I see that um, uh, Mildred, you utilize them for specific listings, uh, real estate listings, which is just mm -hmm. phenomenal. And every time you post some kind of an update on there, instantly people have, uh, you know, some sort of a message. They either receive an email or see an update on there. Uh, on their personal pages, uh, that you've made an update to that page, and it's just instant communication amongst a, a large group of people. Uh, it, you know, so for that reason, I, I really, I, I'd like to see LinkedIn, uh, you know, kind of start to move in a direction where there was a little bit more of a social aspect to it. And um, you know, well, one thing that that you mentioned that I'm a certified project. Planner PMP, and I'll tell you, those groups, they have groups on LinkedIn, and uh, so I joined some of those. I joined J.P. Morgan Chase group. I joined project management group. I'm trying to think I joined something else. But the project managers, boy, they're on the ball. There's quite a few groups, and they're really pushing out jobs that they have, questions, uh, requests for mentors from colleges. So I think there's certain little niches that they've they've done, but I think everybody is using that more. It's less social like that, but there still is that push. And Jan, you yeah. had mentioned this too, the push technology, so that I don't have to maintain a mailing list if I have people up there and I update the open house and they're a fan. Boom! They can just go there and check, and we can and we can create that immediacy. Um, uh, how are you planning? Did, now, do you have your page up there, Jan, um, so, for your business on on Facebook yet? 
It took me a while to figure out the Facebook thing. I was completely new to it, and I had joined last year, but I hadn't done anything with it. And then I kept hearing that more and more of my friends were on there. So I had already, I had just last weekend actually put up a a personal profile. Profile. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then I have some of my professional links there, but on my profile page. But I think. And then I was trying to figure out how I would join because when you join as some, if you want a different identity, say the headache coach, then I was trying to figure out, well, what is that? Do I join? Because you have options to join as a page or rather as a business or as a band or an entity like that or as a brand. So there are a number of ways you can go. And when you put up a page, you do that under your personal profile, but they have it set up so supposedly it's kept completely different. So that if you want a completely different identity, that would still be under my Jan Mundo account, but it would not be connected. So they would not see me as administrator if I had a page. So I was trying to figure out, well, is it a brand? Am I a personality? Is it a writer? How do I do it? So I finally did it, but I left it as private. I haven't published it yet because I'm still putting it together. So you can do that as well. And um, that's how far I've gotten. I'm just adding things to it, and then I'm going to put it out there. What the, the category that you choose then ends you up in a directory with other people in that category. So on the upper right hand of your page, if you decide to have yourself as a um, as a, a famous person, say, a public profile, a public personality, I can't remember the exact term they use, hmm. then that puts you in that pool of all those people so that people can browse like that. So how you sign up your page can make a difference in the access that people have. The other thing I wanted to say that I've noticed and that I think people have to be careful of if they're going to do it for business is that people, I mean, people can become a fan of a business. Like I think the second one up there is Coke. The first one is Barack Obama as far as, um, you know, when you do a search. And then the second one is Coke. So you can be, become a fan of a product and all that. But I think if you're going to join the two or send out things to your personal network that you have to be careful with offending people's sensibilities there. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I would have to agree given the fact that, I mean, a lot of your friends don't want to know <laughs> what's going on with your business. I was concerned about uh, about that. So there, there is an, an important distinction to be made between your, your personal and business dealings uh, on Facebook. Right. So I think that um, like if people are trying or entrepreneurs and they're trying to get their business profile out there and mm-hmm. be known and use networks for that, I think that Facebook is a little more you have to do it with a little more delicate approach than you and would I think that's on all- LinkedIn, which is specifically for business. Although there's tons of brands and, and products on Facebook, it's just done in a different way. Certainly, I think that uh, you know the moment that you start um, doing the hard sell on Facebook, it, it cheapens the experience and turns everybody off around you. Yes. So and it, it really is turn, a, yep. a delicate balance. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because I've already there was somebody in one of the networks that was like going overkill. It's not, it, and that's that's an interesting point because it's sort of like opt-in email, um, you don't want to do it too many times or people say enough, you know. I don't really, um, uh, I don't, you know, I don't want emails from you three times a week on, you know, stuff that's not real information. And I think that's a, a whole shift in in information. People want more personalized and they want real information. They don't want some report that, um, you know, they can read eight other places. You know, just for you to be sending it out, uh, it doesn't work. Like with my emails, um, I use Constant Contact, and I've got uh, different, I try and segment my list um, to different topics. But I have a, a broad list when I have something like for Nassau County, whether it's a star exemption or it's a reminder to file 
um, a an appeal that you should that has a time on it. I know I can pretty much send that to anybody because they'll either if they've already taken care of it, they might know somebody. So it has a broad base, but it's real information. So I think Facebook's the same way. Um, you keep your business there. People can then go and look, and you create a group of, uh, for example, realtors. So that I have my local realtors that are on Facebook that I can put, we're doing the open house. I just hit hit uh, a notice, let them know, and I know I'm not, I'm, I've got my target audience there. I'm not sending it to people in California. They might want to look and see because they might know somebody in New York, but you're, you're able to t segment your list. And I, I think that's important in, in small business. Um, that's really interesting, Millie. How do you do that? Like in Facebook or on LinkedIn, what are those called when you you make a separate friends list or a separate? I have groups. I have I have well, I yeah. When I add somebody to, um, I have real estate agents. I have real estate uh, customers. I have uh, friends. I have um, clickets. I have so I I put them in different groups so that when I want. To, and, and you get some of these options when you update something or create an event. Um, you can, you know, e send people an email. So I have my real estate group where I know they're local agents, they're from the office, or they're from other agents that I've met that I've said, oh, add me to your email list. But I can send that to them, and I don't necessarily have to maintain their email. Um, in a, in a in an email program, um, it just is, it just makes it easier to get out there. So if you create a group, and then you like you could have uh, people that um, you want to keep uh, on your so blog you're, when you're, you're going to be on. To, you're talking about creating an email group versus creating a group on Facebook, correct? Correct. Yes. Yes. A, gr a personal group. Yeah. Not a group. Um, email group. Yes, an email group or yeah, a, a um, friends group, whatever you want to call it. Uh, partly, I tell you, with the events and posts to your profile, I mean, some of it to me, I'm pretty good at navigating through this stuff, and some of it, I don't think they have it totally figured out because it kind of it loops. You know, you're never every once in a while. I'm not quite sure. I think I'm putting it someplace and it's going someplace else. Yeah, I mean, I'm, so, I'm a pretty savvy guy myself, and <laughs> there are times I get on there and I don't know where I'm at. <laughs> yeah, you know, so, which, you know, that's okay. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, they have good reference guides. I've been tra trying to download the reference guides and go over them. They're changing things. Which, so it's a moving target. Which, you know, we don't mind moving targets. We're comfortable with that. It's like, oh, okay, all right. Um, but there's other people that aren't quite as uh, comfortable with it that they find it confusing. So, um, uh, you know, it's, it, it's constantly changing. And, and one thing I would like to say is I keep finding people of all ages that can that have their full birth date under their profile with the day, the month, and the year, I think that is wrong. I think that is too much information for people out there. I mean, don't make it easy for people to uh, get your identity. Um, I just think, you know, if you want to put your year or your month, but don't put the day in the month, and I personally don't see any reason to do that. Uh, what's your thoughts on that. Uh, yeah, I'll have to take my birthday off of there then. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, and I, I would totally agree. You know, uh, keep in mind, uh, you know, depending upon how large your, your group is and your friends list are, I mean, essentially those are the people that have access to that information. And, you know, I'll, I'll tell you that uh, from what I, you know, from what I read, uh, you know, Facebook is, is very much under a mic microscope right now because, uh, you know, we we do have this this continued um, invasion of personal privacy, and uh, you know, Facebook 
um, you know, it's getting a little bit of bad press recently here, at least on a community, you know, at least on a, uh, a community level with the with the bloggers, uh, some more outspoken folks online, um, for for taking that information and utilizing it for advertising and marketing purposes and selling it for a tremendous amount of money. Um, so th that is important to keep in mind. You don't have to put all of that information in when you create a profile, uh, you, you know. But at the same time. I really don't know if, uh, how bad it hurts you to do that. So kind of on the fence. Uh, I just, you know, having worked in uh, at J.P. Morgan Chase for a long time, 17 years, it's like, to me, that's like asking somebody to take, Al, what do you think? Al? Well, actually, there's just something recently I had read somewhere. I had attended a couple of meetings about identity theft, and just what Mildred said is don't put too much personal information on there because there has been some occurrences. Unfortunately, I heard that it was on Facebook, too. <laughs> that some people put a little too much information, again, date of birth, parents' maiden name, you know, mother's maiden name, all that information, and it did cause some problems for a few people. So Mildred's right. Don't put too much in there. And as I forget who else commented that, you're right. Your friends already know your birthday, so you don't need to post that on there. Yeah, but that's, oh, the disclosure. You know what? I forgot. We had a little technical difficulties at the beginning, and I forgot to read the disclosure, which I'm going to do right now, our disclaimer. Um, this was done for us by Anthony Pearl, who's a, a, an a expert attorney in this area. This uh, show is not intended or offered as legal advice. The materials have been prepared for educational and informational purposes only. They're not legal advice or legal opinions on any specific matters. Transmission of this information is not intended to create and receipt does not constitute a lawyer-client relationship with the authors, the publisher, or any person. Um, uh, no person should act or fail to act on any legal matters based on the contents of this show. Um, okay, so that's we got that in there um, because these are really our opinions from just working with it. And um, I think uh, Al, uh, it'll be interesting to see how you continue, uh, you know, to develop your page. Jan, you have a little bit more experience as far as publishing. Um, your content electronically, so uh, it'll be interesting to see how your page comes out and we can start po posting links to that. That's one thing I like, that it makes it easy to publish. It almost replaces websites on a certain level, and, and um, both Jan and uh, Ryan and I have had this conversation briefly. Uh, because it's so easy, you can just pump some stuff up there and uh, it gets it out to people that even if they don't have Facebook accounts. So I think the the speed of it is, is again, very helpful. Um, we have about two minutes. Anybody want to make a closing remark here? Uh, why don't we go in order? Jason, you want to 10 seconds? Uh, yeah, and anybody have any mortgage questions, feel free to contact me at jmarcus at cccmtg.com. Uh, I would suggest having a conversation and uh, just seeing how your financial outlook looks for uh, the next couple of years. Okay, Al? Yeah. Again, if anybody would like to um, call me, I'm at 631-844-3092, and we do a free consultation visit, so we can just review all their financial situation and Again, it's free, and I can advise them on what they might need. Thank you, Jan. Yes. One minute, so you got ten seconds. <laughs> if anyone has headaches or migraines, or knows someone that does that's suffering, please go to my website, mundolifework.com, m-u-n-d-o-l-i-f-e-w-o-r-k.com, and contact me through the contact page, the email part. The phone is okay. not updated. So. Okay, Ryan. Well, if you're uh, a business, small or mid-sized or, or large, uh, and you're looking to communicate to a mass audience on a frequent basis with a relevant message, uh, I think you can speak to myself or Mildred, and it sounds like even uh, Jan's up to speed on uh, how to communicate to a larger audience. So uh, please reach out. Um, yes, I'd like to thank you all. Like I say, this is Blog Talk Radio. We'll be on next week. We have Welcome to the Neighborhood NY.com. Um, where you can go and find out. Okay, we have 60 seconds exactly. They, they say they tell you that in your ear. 
Blog Talk Radio is great. It really is. It's um, I. Uh, I like this forum. I think uh, the idea of trying to really have a conversation um, with different people makes it, it very interesting. Um, and like I said, we all have business hats. We all have um, uh, communication hats. We all have community hats. And um, also I'd like to say that we're going to be doing an update, uh, a coming special with John Kamen who is the supervisor of the town of North Hempstead here on Long Island. So that should be coming up in the next couple of weeks. We'll probably do an evening session. And um, we'll let you all know about that. And we might want to try an evening session, too, for all of us uh, to dial in and uh, uh, reach a larger audience. Okay, that's it. Thank you very much. You. Bye. 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 Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.